This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Recovery Radio. My name is Steve Martirano. We're here on Saturdays talking about the disease of addiction and the road to recovery. Recovery Radio is sponsored by Retreat, Premier Addiction Treatment Centers, and we'll have more about them straight ahead. It's it's a National Recovery Month. I don't know whether folks are aware of that. This has been going on for several years now. It is a, a month of the year dedicated to just that, uh, recovery in all of its uh, shapes and forms, and there's loads of activities involved, and we will be talking a little bit about that as well later on in the program. Uh, but the subject of today's program uh, is uh, how a magazine came into being. The magazine in question, The Sober World, and its founder and publisher is our guest on Recovery Radio this week, Patricia Rosen. Patricia, thanks for joining us on Recovery Radio. Thank you for having me, Steve. It's our pleasure. Um, let, let's begin at the beginning. Um, you suffered a, a, a tremendous and un, unfortunately all too familiar loss in your family uh, that led to the creation of this magazine. Can you give us the details of that? Sure. Um, I lost my son in 2010 to an overdose, and it was the worst uh, thing that could ever happen to um, a parent in their life. And um, and I wanted to do something to keep his memory alive and to help others that were struggling with this disease. Um, you know, more importantly, I know the heartache that families endure while having a loved one in active addiction. And I wanted to help educate them to all the resources that are available. Many times, families have no clue what addiction is and the power that it has over their loved one. And there really are probably two reasons why people start using drugs. One is curiosity. You know, young people use drugs to experiment and be part of the crowd. Uh, And then there are others that are self-medicating. You know, they may be struggling with depression, anxiety, trauma. Uh, There's a multitude of reasons why. And I think it's important to try to educate families on all the different aspects of addiction because, as you know, um, it's multifaceted. The the thing about recovery, when we talk about recovery, uh, I think too many people are confused about that. When we talk about recovery, we're not talking about just the person in the grip of uh, substance abuse recovering. We're, t- we're talking about the, the entire family recovering. Let me ask you about uh, the extent to which you want to talk about it. Your family, I mean, no one seems to ever see this coming. D- d- what was your circumstance with your son? Were you, were you aware? No, I was. I was blindsided, Steve. My son was always a good student. Whenever I went into back-to-school night when he was growing up and all throughout school, I mean, the teachers loved him. He um, went to college. He graduated with honors. He did a uh, summer internship in New York at Mount Sinai um, for a very well-known doctor, Dr. Eric Hollander. Um, He was Right. He was bright, and he had a beautiful future ahead of him, and um, he made the uh, mistake of trying a drug that um, somebody offered him, and uh, he didn't realize uh, at the time, you know, don't forget, this goes back over 10 years ago when he started um, using the OxyContin, and at that time, nobody knew that it was the same thing as heroin. 
and um, he got addicted to it. He was um, a little depressed. You know, he had just graduated college, and he thought offers were going to be pouring in. And he was at a friend's house. This is what he told me, and he was feeling down. His friend said, here, take this. This will make you feel good. And not knowing, thinking it's from a doctor or whatever, that it was uh, something who knows, maybe, you know, something like a Valium or whatever. And um, he took it, and he said the first time he took it, it made him feel like Superman, and he became addicted to it. Uh, it that's how addictive uh, this drug is. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's also the irony of, of uh, prescription medications is the pernicious nature right, of it. Right, you think because you're getting it from a sure. doctor that yeah. it's okay. And it's a pill. But as we've... Yeah, it's I'm sorry? A, it's a pill. It's it's something that's in the family medicine cabinet. I mean, how how much harm can that be? So, it's an all too familiar story as you know now. What Right. What? Well, we all know now that, you know, the um, you know, pharmaceutical companies use very deceptive practices and unfortunately, um there's a whole generation that is addicted now yeah. to uh opiates. Well, hindsight being hindsight, looking back on it, what advice can you give people who, you know, don't want to be blindsided? What should family members be looking at? Well, I mean, first of all, you should recognize signs when um, you think a young, you know, a loved one is using drugs. Um, and, you know, some of those things are if you see your child with pinhole pupils, or you find tin foil with black lines on it. Maybe uh, you find pens with the inside missing and it smells and they're black. Uh, you're losing spoons. You can't understand where the spoons in your house are going. Uh, if you find cut straws, rolled up dollar bills, um, maybe a change in your loved one, uh, his moods or her moods. Um, they bang walls when they're angry. Uh, they start transferring the guilt. If you reprimand them, then they tell you nothing that they do is right. You know, they try to make you feel guilty. Yeah. Um, Let's you know, so I think the, the most important thing is really to be aware if you think your loved one is using drugs. And if they are using drugs, I think that, um, you know, you should try to get them in for help as soon as possible. Yeah. Let, let, I want to hold off on, on what's next and talk a little bit about so, mo most of what you just described are pretty overt signs. Um, what about behavioral differences? I mean, you know, lots of young people go through your normal adolescence or young adult, you know, isolation, anger, and all of that stuff. What what about a young person's behavior that you should keep an eye out for? Right. So their behavior could be, well, first, if they uh, start hanging around with a different crowd. I mean, I really didn't have that with my son, but his behavior, he was never one to really yell back at me or to, like, lose his temper maybe and hit a wall. Um, I think that um, they just start to act in a way that you just don't recognize mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And even the way they speak to you, it's not with the same respect. And, you know, and that's when you have to understand that, it, you know, it's not them. It's the drug that's taking over. Yeah. W w would you, looking back, I mean, I'm sure there's many things you wish you had done. Is there anything specific that 
you now go, gee, if I had just done this, things may have been different? You know, no, there really mm-hmm. isn't. I mean, I've come to understand that it's nothing that the parent has really done. It's um, the drug that takes hold of them. And what I um, realize now is that all the times I've tried to save him and everything, it's, there's no saving someone if they don't want to save themselves. And there's nothing you can do. You can talk until you're blue in the face. You can punish until you're blue in the face. I mean, you can lock them in a room and tell them they can't go out. And that five minutes that you're in the shower, uh, they'll manage to get drugs somehow. When there's a will, there's a way. And with the drugs, it's that strong that they find a way to get them. Mm-hmm. How, how? What was your son's experience with treatment? Had he? Did he get treatment? Was he? Was he in a facility? Uh, what happened there? He did. Um, he went to treatment, and um, then he um, got out. Um, he relapsed, and you know, I was, uh, and I, I knew that he had relapsed. Um, you know, I had taken away, this is like a really funny story because I had taken away his car and I was at a, um, a shopping center close by my house and I, was, I had taken my mother to have um, her glasses adjusted. And when we were walking out and going in the parking lot, I see this person on a bike whizzing by like the Wizard of Oz. I mean, mm-hmm. so fast. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my mother and I said, oh, my God. I said, that's Stephen. I bet you he's going to uh, meet someone for drugs. And sure enough, we ran into the car. We ran over there. And that's what he was doing. He was meeting somebody. And, you know, this is a kid that wouldn't ride his bike to the shopping center. I mean, um, but, you know, he he did. It, you know, so when they really want to get the drug, they will do anything. And um, so anyway, so then I got a call from him one day and he said that um, he decided he was going back into treatment and he put himself um, back into treatment and, um, you know, he was doing very well. Uh, Then he, um, you know, he was still in treatment, as a matter of fact, when he had a... um, weekend passed and uh he relapsed and he overdosed how old was that how old was he patricia 27 it's uh, a terrible but as i said it's an just a horribly familiar story we hear over and over again now there's no more oh it's it's the worst call i mean when they called me and told me that he had overdosed. I really didn't understand. I said, that's fine. I, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get a plane ticket. And because he was not in, um, you know, at home, he was away at treatment. I said, I'm, I'm going to get a plane ticket. And what, what hospital is he in? And they said, no, you don't understand. Mm. Patricia, Rose- I- I'm sorry, Patricia Rosen is our guest. Patricia uh, is telling us the story of her son's uh, struggles, ultimately overdosing uh, on uh, substance abuse problems, and out of that came her magazine, which we're going to find out a lot more straight ahead, The Sober World, the name of the magazine. Welcome back to Recovery Radio. Our guest on the telephone is Patricia Rosen. Patricia is the founder and publisher of a a magazine called 
the sober world. It uh, is dedicated to the memory of her son, Stephen, who passed away as a result of a drug overdose. Um, so, uh, Patricia, people who are listening, you know, there's a lot of denial around this disease. There's a lot of shame. Um, what, what, yeah. what, what should a, uh, family members do when, when they absolutely know that there's a problem there? What's their first course of action in your view? Well, I think the first thing they need to do is, you know, not be in denial. Um, you know, they shouldn't worry what other people will think because this disease is, you know, more far-reaching than anyone could imagine. And nobody knows what goes on in someone else's home. And, I mean, I was one of them. I didn't want to talk to anyone about it. I was afraid. I mean, even if I called up a treatment center, I was afraid to give my name because, God forbid, they should know who I was. Mm. And it doesn't have to be like that. Um, I even read something that my son had to write in uh, when he was in treatment. They had to do an essay on um, something, and he wrote that, you know, that if something ever happened to him, I would be so secretive, I probably wouldn't tell anybody, you know, what happened to him. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm screaming it from the rooftops because, I mean, afterwards I realized that, you know, this is your child and you can you know, you just can't, um, be in denial about it, and you shouldn't be ashamed because, um, unfortunately, it is out there, and it is happening to so many people, and recovery is possible. So, um, you know, the most important thing you can do is get help for yourself, you know, join, whether it's Al-Anon or NA, Families Anonymous, you know, any group, even some of the treatment centers, um, you know, that you might find for your child, they may have family groups and go to their family groups. You know, whatever it is, I think they need to be with other people that are going through it so they realize they're not alone and things that they're going through, you know, other people can um, understand. And, um, and for them to get help for their child as, you know, quickly as they can because uh, every day you wait is one day more that, you know, God forbid they can suffer the same tragedy that I did. Yeah. Well, uh, in your circle, uh, in your social circle or your, or your family prior to your son's uh, substance abuse problems, did you know anybody that had, uh, that had gone through anything like this? No, I didn't, but it wasn't until after um, we were going through this and after more so, I, I would imagine, after I lost him that I found out just so many other people that I knew, um, you know, they were going through this. And now, I mean, I don't think there's anybody that you talk to that doesn't know someone or have someone in their family that um, has a problem. Uh, it's it's all over, and it's not just young people. We have elderly people addicted now to um, drugs. We have um, baby boomers. I mean, there's so many people out there that it's just, it's a shame. Yeah. It's uh, a shame what's happening. It really is. Um, well, there is this conspiracy of silence that, that fortunately right now is being broken through, but Yes, well, you know, after the disease visits your family, suddenly you realize you're you're not alone. That that can be uh, very beneficial for a family trying to get through this. Uh, did, did, uh, did right, and and you know what I also think, Steve, is that it's a lot of people, such as myself, um, people that have lost loved ones 
They are so angry. And you know what? They, we want to let people know what's going on. We want to let people know how they can help, how they can prevent the tragedy also. And I think our voices are being heard. Well, yeah, look, and look what it's, it's taken to get, get people's attention like that. What was going on inside your family? Do you have other children? I do, yes. And what was the impact on, on them when this was going on? Well, you know, it, uh, people sometimes forget, you know, how um, it affects other members of the family, especially the siblings. And, you know, you're so focused on the person with the addiction that sometimes, you know, the other children are kind of um, left on, a, on the back burner. And, you know, and that's sad also because you're so consumed uh, with the child that's using. And it, uh, it creates a lot of havoc in families. I mean, you know, I remember staying up nights and, you know, my husband... Uh, you know, would be sleeping, and, you know, and then I'd wake him up every few minutes, and he's not home, he's not home, and, you know, he would say, just, you know, go to sleep, and then I would get angry because I couldn't understand how he could sleep, and, you know, I would be up all night. Yeah. Um, well, any, so any, it, any serious disease affects the entire family, but it, it certainly seems much more pronounced, you know, when it's this. The stress is just... Uh, is is just uh, in, enormous. Um, and it's I, it's I, so enormous. Yes, I mean it. Just it. It's uh, there's no words to describe it. And you know, as a parent, you always want to you know save your child. I mean, you know, you know, you try anything, and it's um, but you realize you're just up against. Uh, <laughs> it's it's hard. Well, we're going to get deeper into a lot more of these questions and talk specifically about the creation of your magazine and the kinds of things you have in it that can help arm parents about this disease. I tell people very often that if this were an airborne disease that you could you know, catch from going out of the house, people would be a lot more alarmed, and we're almost mm-hmm. at that kind of stage. Even if this disease isn't in your life, it is in the lives of people that you know, and sometimes we feel immune. It will never happen to us, and uh, you, you are proof, as, as many others are, that it can happen to anybody. Patricia Rosen is our guest. She is the publisher of the Sober World magazine. Welcome back to Recovery Radio. My name is Steve Martirano. We're here on Saturdays uh, for a while here now. I, I certainly hope people are finding out about us. Uh, we talk about the disease of addiction. It's much in the news. It's everywhere. And and still, I talk to people who are uh, in this situation, and, and, and they seem still not to understand what's going on, and they never see this disease coming. Recovery Radio is sponsored by Retreat Premier Addiction Treatment Centers. Every week I tell you this, and I'm going to tell it to you again so you understand that this is sincere. They're a world-class treatment facility. Uh, their reputation is um, is pretty substantial in this field. But they sponsor this program less to talk about you know them uh, than more about this disease as an informational uh, and educational uh, tool. When I give you their phone number, if, if they can treat you or your loved one, they're ready to do that, and they've helped a lot of people. But I'm giving you the phone number, and I hope you never have to use it. This phone number will answer any questions you have about anything you hear on this program or any questions you may have about the treatment you're receiving or how to get treatment. Retreat is there to answer those questions. 855-859-8808. 855-859-8808. 
That's how you reach them. 855-859-8808, Retreat Premier Addiction Treatment Centers. Our guest on the telephone is Patricia Rosen. Patricia is the uh, founder and publisher of The Sober World Magazine, which is dedicated uh, to uh, helping people uh, make their way through this uh, horrible, horrible disease. So, Patricia, tell us a, a, about the magazine. How, you know, how does a, you know, you had no experience as a publisher, I'm guessing. You you, you never started a No, mag- no, I didn't. But I knew that I wanted to educate families on addiction. And, the well, I'll, I'll tell you a few of the things that are in the magazines. And one of them are resources. And I think it's very important that families really do their due diligence when they decide to send their child to a treatment center. Because in many cases, um, it's not cheap. And, um, you know, you want to make sure that you get the best possible help for your child um, that you can. So you do need to ask the right questions and ask them, and and I can go into some of the questions after, but um, so my magazine provides the resources that um, I would send my own child to. And I also have articles in there that um, touch on so many different subjects. Um, We'll help you. We have articles, uh, what to look for in a treatment center, maybe questions to ask when you do find that you're sending, you know, you decide to send your child to a treatment center. Um, There's people that struggle with all kinds of um, co-occurring disorders. Somebody may be depressed. Somebody may um, have ADHD or um, they may have suffered a traumatic experience. So we try and um, touch on all different subjects. We have wonderful articles that are written by top doctors, clinicians, researchers, scientists. Um, we try to offer, you know, breakthrough um, alternatives, uh, you know, to getting help to your, for your child. And um, so the magazine is just a bundle of information. There's also conferences in there and different events. Um, that you can attend and different groups if, um, you know, if you want to go to a parent group. So we try to uh, provide everything really in the magazine. Mm -hmm. And um, it's also an online magazine. And we've just finished, I mean, we've just launched our new website. And it's amazing. We have archived over 500 articles, and you can actually go into the search bar and type in anything from depression to uh, traumatic experiences to depression, um, eating disorders, I mean, anything, and, um, and pull up articles on whatever it is that you're interested in finding out about. Yeah, we, we, um, we you, ha- you, you, the, uh, the magazine sort sort of reflects what we try to do in this radio program. I mean, the, the 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 there's a lot of information out there. the The question though is, how do people find it? Now, certainly they're now aware of the Sober World magazine, but that first, you know, that that first effort one makes. We live in an age now where we think, well, we'll just Google it. That's just mm-hmm. the be- that's just the beginning of finding treatment, right? Oh, absolutely. And listen, anybody can put up a nice website with a picture of a beach or 
um, you know, make it look, you know, spectacular. That's not what's important. You need to find out, check the reviews, talk to people, um, and ask questions. You need to ask them, are they licensed? Are they JCO accredited? Um, do they offer detox? Um, do they do drug testing? You know, how often? Um, what are the, qualita uh, the qualifications of the treatment staff? Is there a physician on staff? Are they board certified in addiction medicine? Um, how many professional licensed staff members are there versus non-professional? Uh, will your child see a psychiatrist? Um, you know, how often will your child have one-on-one -on -one therapy? Uh, is the family involved in the treatment process? What is the protocol if your child relapses and gets asked to leave or the child leaves against medical advice? Do they make um, alternate plans for them? Um, you know, do they work on an aftercare program? And the most important thing for parents is, you know, get a consent form. Ask your child to get, you know, sign a consent form so you can speak to whoever you may need to speak to there. Um, find out if the facility has ever had complaints lodged against, uh, against them. Mm -hmm. um, also, is there a safety plan in the event of um, a disaster or a hurricane? You know, will, they, will transpor uh, transportation be provided to safety? So there's a lot of questions um, that families should ask, and they shouldn't be afraid or feel intimidated. Yeah, what uh, articles or resources does the magazine provide for family members who also need help. That's an area that people aren't really familiar with. They're so worried about the substance abuser. Um, they often overlook the fact that the family needs help. You cover that in the magazine as well? We do, yes. We have a family page in our magazine, and we list a lot of different family groups. And um, we always have an article written by um, a family member. And we had one two months ago. Well, really every month. They're just amazing. But there was one, and it was called Addiction, Where Were the Parents? And I will tell everyone who's listening right now, if you go to my website, which is www.thesoberworld.com, and you type in Addiction, Where Were the Parents? It is the most amazing, Steve. You have to read it. It is the most amazing article that you will read. You will, you'll cry. Every time I read it, I get tears in my eyes because it's just so true. And it's, it's fabulous. It's just fabulous. Let me get back to your personal situation. What was the first call? Do you recall what was the first call you made or the first act you took to get, yourself, get your son treatment? Did you... Did you Google places? Did you ask anyone? What did you do? Well, you know, and I don't talk about this, you know, very often, but, you know, I have three boys. And, um, you know, my magazine, everything is, you know, about my older son who I lost. Um, and I have, you know, one son that, you know, wouldn't touch anything. My younger son um, had struggled um, and thank God he's clean today. Um, so I'll go back even further because he was who I, you know, did a lot of running around with. And um, I hired an educational consultant at the time. 
Um, he was uh, not. He wasn't 18 yet, so he was still a minor. He was 16, and um, I had hired at that time an educational consultant who actually helped me, um, you know, find a place. And I knew that I wanted to send him um, to a wilderness program, which is, you know, what I um, did. But um, with my son, Stephen, who, you know, is really who the magazine is um, all about, um, I had heard of a place and I knew that they had, you know, a good reputation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I called them and I spoke to them, and and that's where he went. Yeah, well, you know, obviously you had you had some resources that are not available to a lot of people, so that's where the magazine comes in, right? Well, no, because I didn't start the magazine. Don't forget until way yes. after. No. Yeah, so I didn't really know, but you know, at the time, you know, going back so many years, um, there really weren't a lot of places, and I didn't know like any place. And, and that's why I had gone to the um, educational consultant. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. did, was your family physician involved at all at the beginning of this? No, because at the time, don't forget, it, this wasn't out in the open. Mm-hmm. So the physicians really didn't know what to tell you. Um, even the um, psychologists. They really kind of were at a loss. I mean, I remember even asking my rabbi, and um, I asked him, you know, if he knew of any places, and at that point, he didn't. Now he has my magazine there, so (laughs) he knows where to tell people to go. Um, But no, but so I think now, though, there's more people that are involved and more people that know more about addiction, and um, so... You know, they they know of more places that they can suggest. Yeah, that's something that's that's got to that's got to change uh, much quicker than it is, and that's you know. But don't look at a pretty picture. That's all I'm telling you. And look at somebody's um, credentials, and you know, see how long have they been in business? Do they have you know more than one place? Um, you know, because that says a lot for uh, a place, and and you know, you want to know that they have integrity that morally that they're uh you know good people and um you know that they're running a a, a good program patricia rosen is our guest she is the publisher and the founder of the sober world magazine we have more with patricia we're back on recovery radio with our guest patricia rosen we want to thank her uh, right at the top here of the segment for spending this time with us uh, uh, patricia uh, lost a son to uh, a drug overdose and out of that uh, tragedy came her magazine, The Sober World. It, uh, what I've seen of it online and now talking to Patricia, it, it, is, it looks like a very handy um, sort of one-stop look at just about anything you'd need to know as someone who's facing the disease of addiction. So, Patricia, in this final segment, I want to back up to the beginning of this. I mean, you have this tragedy. Your son is gone. You, you, you need to do something in his memory. How do you... How do you start a magazine? How did you do that? You know, it's very funny because when I was starting out, I literally went out to people with a mock-up book. I mean, it was something that my graphic designer put together for me, and that's what I did. And I went out, and um, I just 
shared my story and, you know, and I told them what I want to do, that I want to help educate families. And the magazine just started to slowly grow. Um, we were very lucky. Uh, you know, I, uh, Starbucks uh, has my magazine um, in all their stores uh, here in Palm Beach County. And, um, you know, we, they helped really to get the word uh, out that, you know, addiction is not something to be um, ashamed of. Mm. And it just slowly grew. Um, you know, we go to, we distribute, we send to different parent groups throughout the country, different initiatives. Um, we're in the, all the attendee bags at a lot of the national conferences. I've just, I'm so excited. Um, I've just launched um, my new website, and we're reaching people globally. And, I mean, the website, as I was telling you before, it really took months and months because we have so much uh, content. And um, people can sign up on, for an online um, edition, and it goes into their inbox every month. So uh, wherever you are, you can just, uh, you know, sign up and get the magazine. We go to meeting halls and doctor's offices, um, schools, colleges, uh, those arrested for drugs and alcohol. And, um, you know, and it just it started, uh, you were just telling me during the break, uh, you know, when you go on and you look at past issues, you know, I started with just the world on the front. And um, we've come to reflect a lot of different um, covers. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a very it's a very the, professional looking uh, uh, magazine. I can tell you that. So, if someone wants to contribute, if someone wants to contribute something, uh, either a first person account or uh, some some content to you, can, can they just go online and and do that? How do you do that? Well, they can uh, send me an email, and um, I can send them the specs for it. We welcome articles, um, you know, from uh, people. So if they're they're more than welcome to shoot me an email, tell me that you know you'd like to contribute something, and uh, we'd love to have them be part of it. Are you uh, are you an you're an advertising? Uh, you take advertising. We do. Um, we uh, have different size ads that are available, and um, if somebody's interested in uh, advertising, they could um, send us an email as well, and we'd be happy to uh, get them out the information. How, how ca- I, I'm, I'm sure they are carefully vetted so that you're, you're not advertising. There's some bad actors in this business. I, I guess you people are on top of that, right? Right, yes. Um, you know, I've been in this business now for seven years, and I know a lot of people, and that's why... Um, you know, I've had even people that, you know, have wanted to advertise in the magazine and I kind of stayed away because my philosophy is I don't want anyone in the magazine that, you know, I wouldn't uh, have my own child uh, go to their program. So it's seven years now um, and the magazine's growing, obviously. Um, where do you want to take it? I want to take it to every state in the country. That's where I would like to take my magazine. I think that it is just a must-read for every parent out there, and I think that it's 
um, it just can help somebody really to understand what addiction is. I love publishing it. I really do. And I love all the um, information that I'm able to get to the families. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great effort, and obviously you're in for the long haul. As I said, it's a very professional uh, operation, what I've seen online of it. And um, it's just a shame um, that uh, so much good had to come out of something um, uh, so bad and so it, tragic. But, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, if I can help and if I can prevent one person from suffering the same tragedy that I did... Um, it makes it all worth it. And again, the website, tell us the website again. The website is www.thesoberworld.com. Patricia Rosen, thanks so much uh, for joining us. Um, Continued success with the magazine. We'd love to have you back on sometime. Thank you. It would be my pleasure. Thank you, Steve. Terrific. And everybody, enjoy the rest of the weekend. And uh, don't forget us here, Recovery Radio, uh, Saturdays. Take care. See you next week. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.